Welcome to The Healer's Nest, a podcast for mothers who are empaths, entrepreneurs, and on a path to spiritual and personal growth. Your host, Sayer Elizabeth, is a fitness and spiritual life coach, energy healer, and also a workshop and retreat facilitator for mothers who work from home or in the marketplace. In each episode of The Healer's Nest podcast, you will gain inspiration through storytelling from Sayer Elizabeth or from special guests from all walks of life. Ideas to shift your perspective to allow more divine good into your life and release what is no longer serving you. And spiritual and physical techniques and practices to assist you in your healing and to live in your authentic truth. Without further ado, let's open our heart and mind, take what moves and resonates within, and welcome our host, Sayer Elizabeth of the Healer's Nest podcast. The spirit of the plants has come to me in the form of a beautiful dancing green woman. Her eyes fill me with peace. Her dance filled me with peace. The episode that you are currently listening to is brought to you by the Healer's Nest Healing Bundles. This month, we are focusing on one of your functions, your divine, entitled, and freely given functions, which is forgiveness. To experience a taste of what this journey could be like, be sure to check out the Healer's Nest on YouTube and go to the video the most powerful forgiveness meditation, the Ho'oponopono. Here you will be guided through a beautiful forgiveness journey. And if you wish to dive more into your forgiveness journey, you can click the link in the description box or you can go to thehealersnest.com forward slash shop and click on forgiveness is my function healing bundle. And there you will find more details and what is offered at a very affordable price. One of the intentions of the Healer's Nest is not to give you the answers. The intention behind the Healer's Nest is to give you the tools and the path to know yourself and to know the one who is guiding you towards your journey of healing, wisdom, and spiritual gifts. Thank you so much for listening. There is a meme out there on the internet and it clearly depicts my journey so well. And the quote goes like this, first you learn the light, then you learn the darkness, then you learn yourself. And that perfectly depicts my plant medicine journey. I am so excited to be sharing with you my plant medicine journey and trying to keep it short uh, because it's so expansive. There's just so much to talk about, so much wisdom, so much healing. But the intention of sharing my plant medicine journey is just to give you guys a honest and raw experience without all the bells and whistles. And if it's something that you feel called to and you're doing your research on, I just want to make sure that you are on the right track for you to feel comfortable. Here are some things that you may or may not experience because every single journey is absolutely different for everyone even in every single session. I want to share with you the thing that has radically transformed my whole entire being and also to start sharing resources that I love and trust to teach us, to guide us, and to also offer us safe space to explore our inner and divine being and healing. So before we get started, let's take a few moments and connect to our breath. Take a deep breath in. 
and exhale out. Exhaling anything that's no longer serving you. Take a deep breath in. Exhale out, making space for what needs to be heard right now. I am not here to expose myself to influence anyone or to persuade anyone in any particular direction. I'm only here to be wholly helpful and to allow my true self to be seen, heard, and just to flow where the universe wishes me to flow. And of course, for the highest good for everyone involved. Before we get started and start diving in, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I want to thank you so much for being with me throughout this whole entire journey. And I want to also thank you if you are a brand new listener and a brand new friend from social media. And I just want to say that I attracted you, I manifested you, and I pray that you get what you need, not only from this podcast, but also from the social media outlets and website, The Healer's Nest. I started my spiritual healing in 2015. And from 2015 till like the middle of 2016, I've been very diligent towards my work. And I was reading all the books. I was doing all the healing. I was doing the journaling, the meditations, and really practicing what I preach. However, I came to a block and I started praying to remove that block. And no more than 72 hours, the spirit of ayahuasca came into my vortex, telling me that it was time for me to meet her. Within 30 days in Amsterdam, I was sitting in an ayahuasca ceremony and I had no experience of what to expect. Ayahuasca is an Amazonian Peru tea and it's mixed with two plants which is the ayahuasca vine and another plant which is either mimosa um, mimosa something else the name is slipping my mind or with tracruna when you combine both of these plants together you are getting a concoction that will send you on what most people know as a psychedelic trip. However, I don't think of ayahuasca, psilocybin, or any of those type of psychedelic concoctions as a trip. To me, when I work with psychedelics of any kind, I treat them with the highest respect and integrity not just to the medicine, but to the men and women that have devoted their life to this medicine and to also share the wisdom and knowledge that they have received to us. These are therapy sessions. And out of all of the therapy sessions I have received, ayahuasca was the best choice for me. During my first session, It was all about the light. And my intention was, I want to know what it feels like to be egoless. And during the first four hours, mother showed me all the things that were, I guess you would say, being ego driven. I thought I have given up control, but in reality, I didn't give full control. I was only loving people that were close to me instead of everybody. I experienced a lot of things in the first four hours that were really holding me back. It was like I was getting a taste of my own medicine and it was really, really brutal, hard, and nasty. Once I realized what I was doing to myself, the medicine asked me, are you ready to let all of this go? And after 
quote unquote suffering for the first four hours of my journey, I said, fuck yes. And as soon as I decided to let all that go, I purged a bucket and a half of vomit. There's just no other way to say that. Purging is one of the best ways to say that. However, please keep in mind when sitting with ayahuasca or with any plant medicine, there are many forms of purging, crying, screaming, laughing, yawning, passing gas, and even throwing up. And it's so weird because the last thing I wanted to do in my ayahuasca journey was throw up. And at that moment, it was exactly what I needed because everything that was weighing me down in my sacral center was gone. After I've given up and purged everything that was no longer serving me, that's when God himself appeared. And we had the most beautiful conversation. And I got to ask some of the most deepest questions that everybody asked. What is God? Who is Jesus? What on earth am I here for? And the answers I have received are the things that I carry with me every single day. I began to ask questions regarding my marriage because at that point in time, I was about to call it quits with my marriage. And the medicine showed me that my husband is indeed my soulmate. And soulmates are not what is perceived. They're actual teachers of unconditional love. And he's here to teach me unconditional love. And the medicine showed me all the things that we have been through and how he loved me anyway, unconditionally, and how I need to start applying those things towards him, especially, and towards everyone else. Then I got to experience what being egoless feels like. It is like feeling just, I can't even put it into words. It is an energy that has to be experienced for yourself. The mantra that was given to me and I carry with me every single day, love is the only thing that is real. Everything else is a distraction. And I realized at that moment that I believed in love, but I allowed all these petty distractions to distract me from that real and only truth. I left that session completely free. I left that session completely awakened, more in tuned, tapped in, euphoric, blissed out. I finally removed that block. After that session, I started to really pick up my game in serving people. I started hosting classes, talking about talking to people, and really started putting myself out there with my coaching services. And I even landed my first coaching contract within two weeks after my ayahuasca ceremony. I was truly on the right path until I had my second ayahuasca journey. Now, what made this journey radically different is that I wasn't called. I was people-pleasing. And during this time, I was struggling and looking back now, I didn't even realize I was struggling. And the reason was because I was so rooted and booted in the cosmos and in light and love that what became, what happened was I started to only see the light in people. I only saw the good in people. And God was showing me that the true characters of these people and how they are not in alignment with my energy and how, you know, this could end badly. And instead of trusting that voice inside of myself, I ignored that voice and I found myself sitting in an ayahuasca ceremony when I knew I should have not been there. So the medicine does what it does best. It gives you a tough love session and it was the most brutal eight hours 
of my life. And the medicine was trying to teach me, but I resisted the lesson so much because I was scared of the consequences. And I realized those consequences weren't even real. They were a fig of my imagination because it was rooted back to the way that I was raised. When I was growing up, there were consequences for what I feel like for freaking breathing. And it was just the most miserable time of my life. And it was like the medicine was telling me, sister, you're going to learn today. And in fact, I did. I learned about the darkness. And within that darkness, instead of blaming the external reality for which I created, I turned the mirror back on me. The mirror was forced on me. My eyeballs were pried open to show me that love is real. However, the darkness will teach you things that light and love never will. And that is this, oh man, it's just so much truth. And the medicine taught me that I had no boundaries. I was a people pleaser. I'm not honoring my voice. I'm not listening to my voice. I'm doing it for everybody else, but I'm not doing it for myself. I really learned about the dark arts. And then I had to learn how to navigate on my own through the dark arts so I can get back basically to where I was, which come to find out that time and space no longer exist. And do you know how long it took me to figure that portion out? So I am so grateful because I know if I didn't have the knowledge and education and listen somewhat to myself and have a strong spiritual practice, I would probably went into psychosis because I have experienced some things that you would only read in books and see on TV. But you see, looking back now, I know that I had to grow through that and we're going to go ahead and get it out the way now so you don't have to learn it when you are fully in your power. And even though it was gruesome and I vowed never to drink ayahuasca again, it was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Because while I was working through all of those issues that I caused myself, I also learned the principle of neutrality and of balance. You cannot have light without the darkness, and without the darkness, you cannot find the light. So I pretty much vowed never to do ayahuasca again because that was a pretty brutal situation for me. Then I came down with a dis-ease, and then I was doing all the things to heal myself and that was a beautiful journey but also I realized that there's a little thing called shadow work and the universe already knows mama already knows she's not going to go to the darkness because of for whatever reasons she's going to have to be forced and involuntarily told to look at her shadows and so that began the season of shadow work Thank you, mentors, for not giving me a warning label of what this journey could be like. No, like, no one told me, oh, by the way, they, we only hear the good side of things. And I feel like it's my mission to tell people, yo, this is legit. But to in, in order to really experience the presence that God has to offer and to embody your true and ultimate power, you're going to have to grow through some things. You're going to have to shed some things. Things are going to get a little depressing and maybe a little suicidal. And you might go a little crazy. And you're going to lose a lot of people and X, Y, and Z. Like, I feel like people need to know that. People need to have the awareness of what they're getting into instead of being thrown into it. I think we might have a higher success rate of people completing their spiritual assignments um, if we had a little tool, if we are aware of what's going on, I have witnessed people 
that are very uh, spiritual minded. But when it came to shadow work and the divine really mining their diamonds, people tap out and they say, oh, this is the devil. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm reverting back to religion. And at first, I was not a fan of religion. However, I realized that religion does serve a purpose. And that purpose is to keep people safe. Because in reality, they don't, and I'm not saying that they don't, it, I'm saying that they won't do what it actually takes to mine the gold or to shape the diamond. And ego steps in and people step in and say, oh, you're doing magic, you're doing this, you just, that's the devil's work, and they tap out, especially when they're close. And I was close, and I have been through a hell of a lot of a pressure, pressure. And luckily, I'm making it onto the other side every single day. Like, I'm a completely different person than who I was yesterday, two years ago, three months ago. And that's the way that it's supposed to work. And on this journey, it does come with ease. We do have to ask for it. I realize that later down the road. But hey, that's why I'm here sharing this information with you. So I was doing some healing and I stumbled upon Cambo. Cambo is a frog medicine that is, uh, it's a detoxifier. It completely resets, shuts down, resets, and reboots your body. And the way that Cambo is administered, it is burned, uh, you have gates burned into your arm the medicine goes in there and basically your nervous system, your whole entire body just shuts down. And you're sitting there for like 20, 25 minutes. And then after a while, you purge everything out of your body. And that is a wonderful non-psychoactive medicine. Um, if you're an empath, strongly suggest uh, going to ikap.org or com. If you feel called to do Cambo, and uh, especially if you're an intuitive worker, and I'll probably make another episode or post about this, but um, beautiful medicine to basically reset your energy. Then I started practicing Hoppe, which is an Amazonian tobacco that goes up the nostrils. And what that does, it again clears and grounds your energy. It heightens your meditation. Um, I started doing Sanaga, which, uh, I have been recently cleared from the doctor, uh, for, I don't have to wear glasses anymore. So praise report. Sanaga is another Amazonian medicine. I believe it's from Brazil. Yeah, I think it's from Brazil. And it is a tree bark that goes into your eyes and it feels like piranhas literally eating your eyeballs out but it increases your spiritual vision it removes stagnant and negative energy from your body and again it just grounds and anchors and takes you on this journey inside of yourself non-psychoactively um, to just bring you more inwards and uh, it's interesting because I want to say like three or four months ago I had my first ego death with um, Sanaga, and that was a pretty much mind-blowing experience. That's for another day, but it works um, because you're being forced into your body. You're, like, coaching yourself. You're coaching your nervous system. You're coaching, man, you're breathing, getting through it. Um, then... I started exploring psilocybin, which that was a completely off the wall thing simply because um, at the time I asked the medicine, which by the way, these plant spirits, all these medicines that I'm mention mentioning, including your backyard, they are all alive. They all have souls. They all have wisdom. They all have wisdom. And all you have to do is take some time and connect to the spirits of these plants and they will communicate with you. Guarantee it. 
So at the time, I was like, oh, I want to field research. I want to explore more, not to gain more knowledge like or, or enlightenment. Now I'm curious. And at the time, the medicine told me, absolutely not. You're not ready for it. And then I got hit with my PMDD, and I was praying, and uh, magic mushroom psilocybin, she told me, you are ready. So I started microdosing psilocybin for three months and it helped alleviate the symptoms of PMDD um, and it really healed my alcohol addiction. Shocker, that may come to shock to some people, but yes, I was a huge drinker and at the time I tried everything in my power to relinquish the spirit of alcohol, but I just could not do it on my own. And pretty much at that time I said, God, I know you don't want me to drink like this, especially if I'm doing your work. But right now I'm just gonna accept where I'm at right now. I'm accepting the fact that I may be an alcoholic and I'm just going to wait on you to help me relinquish that. And whenever that is, that's what's going to happen. And that's what psilocybin, microdosing psilocybin has done for me. It really supported me to be a witness to the things that I was doing to suppress, depress, or impress. And it did the same thing with cannabis. And it really relinquished the spirit of alcohol. Like I only, I only drink with my husband and that's very rare. And we go on vacation once or twice a year. So that's the only thing. And I will have a few drinks with my aunt when we're on vacation, but I have no desire to get drunk. I have no desire to, I have no desire to drink because I am the energy. I don't have to drink to be the light of the party or to have fun or to be, to make people laugh. And when I realized the root of those things, man, it just took it straight away. It really helped me identify the relationship I had with cannabis uh, because I had a toxic relationship with cannabis and cannabis was like pretty much destroying my life. But I knew there was, the, I knew there was benefits to it because it really supported me sometimes. So I had to step away from that for a very long time and then the medicine, the psilocybin, was done with me. And ever since that day, um, like, I just don't have the desire to use it or to pick it up or anything like that. Then I was hitting kind of rock bottom. Man, I mean, I was doing the work, man. I was showing up. I was doing it over and over and over again. And like I said, it alleviated some of the symptoms and we really got to the root of my daddy issues, mommy issues, addictions, you know, triggers, warnings. Like we really were like not, no longer spiritual bypassing that shit, right? And I knew if anybody is going to get to the root of this problem, I know Mother Ayahuasca will. So I prayed to her spirit. I said, Mother, please help me. And automatically she said I am here I have been with you and it's time to start working with me again oh and by the way I also want you to learn about me because one day you will be administering this medicine not right now but you will know when it's time and I'm like after that last session we had how about absolutely not. <laughs> and within two weeks, I found a beautiful soul. Oh my gosh. God told me she is my mirror. This is your mirror. I want you to look at her, look at her spouse. I want you to look at her house, look at everything. Look how she does her medicine. And this is what you're going to have one day. This is what's going to happen to you one day. I just really need you to commit to this work. And I am so grateful for this woman. And 
I don't think she realizes the capacity that she has made on my life because now I am not only healing me now, but now I'm also a student to the medicine. And she has taught me through her own medicine, through the medicine, through her existence, her energy, her everything. She has taught me so much, so very, very much. And I am so grateful. And guys, this is the power of intention. Whether you're going to do medicine or not, you need to start being intentional with absolutely everything that you do because intentions are a means of of attraction, boundaries, and wishes that you wish to see to come true, experience, see, feel, whatever. And I feel like that's what has taken me so far safely, thank God, safely, even though I had a little traumatic you know, experience, which I needed, um, because I have read some horror stories regarding medicine. And I'm not talking about the medicine giving you what you need. I'm talking about these people holding space, which is a whole nother conversation. And we will be talking about it. Trust and believe that. So be sure to subscribe to the Healer's Nest podcast. But um, now I'm on round three of ayahuasca therapy. And I sat with my shama mama, my medicine mama. And the first session, it was really hard for me. I was already in a, not in a good space anyway, but I learned so much. And that's the thing when you come to these medicine journeys, especially using psychedelics. One, you wanna make sure you're in a good space, but even if you're not in a good space, that's fine. And I think what's really important to realize here, even if you recognize that you are in that space, the idea is not to attach yourself to that space because as soon as you sink your teeth into that fear, you are fucked. And I knew that. And so instead, okay, I'm in this time and space. I don't know what, this doesn't make any sense. I don't get it, but I'm just going to be here, and when mother decides to teach me a lesson, I will be sitting here waiting, and I was waiting for a long time, and I, it was brutal, and it doesn't, didn't make any sense, but we came to integration the next day, and we all talked about it, and luckily, the pieces were put together for me, and I was able to meditate on it, and I was able to work through some things and figure out some things, because what made this whole entire experience different? So the first two experiences, they were really channeling the stars and the moons and the cosmos and Mother Earth. Uh, this whole ordeal, we are dealing with the Amazon. Like, I feel like I don't even need to go to Peru, which I'm going anyway because it's part of my medicine path. Um, I feel like I don't even need to go to Peru because... I experienced everything that the medicine is all about. Serpents, jaguars, uh, eagles, frogs, spiders. And each of these entities are Mother Ayahuasca teaching you different lessons and aspects of yourself and of the universe. So I was like, holy shit. Alrighty. And then my second session... I was able to coast through it. I met Mother Ayahuasca in real time, face-to-face for the first time. Um, that was a beautiful journey. And then I had my third journey, like two weeks after those first two journeys. Um, and that's when the spirit of the plants has come to me and in a form of a beautiful green dancing woman I'm for real I'm I can't even put it into words but I feel like I was blown into so many bits so the medicine can really clear me out and I was put right back together again and that's when I knew uh, something was different because before the shama mama uh, mentioned the name of her 
of the plants that she was calling up, the spirit of the plant told me, I am Bobasana. I am so-and-so's babies. We're here to help you. And after the plant said that and she said the name, I was, okay, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, but I'm all about it. (laughs) So those were the journeys, okay? The first three journeys, right? So I learned a very important term, and this is something that you want to look for when you are planning on going on a journey is integration. And I just want to go ahead and and let you know uh, one thing. This medicine, regardless of what medicines that you choose, they are not here to fix you. They are here to assist you in your healing and to remind you and to, to serve you. But they're not here to do all the work for you. They're here to show you what needs to be fixed. And it's up to you to fix it. Because if you don't fix it and you keep going back to the medicine, well, we're not going to get into that conversation, but a little spoiler alert, uh, you're going to form a very unhealthy habit with the medicine and you're just going to be in this circle. I have seen people that have been hopeless and lost and they turn to the medicine to fix them. And that doesn't really work. The medicine shows you what needs to be healed and it's and, and they tell you what to do and how to do it. That's what I love about this medicine. It tells you what to do and how to do it. And you do it. Mother Ayahuasca gives you homework. And she knows if you did it or not. Whether you tell people or not. So as you can imagine, I had a lot on my plate. Um, I had suppressed sexual energy. I, I was not... I was connected so far up in the cosmos, which is my father that I have forgotten all about my mother, and that is Mother Gaia Pachamama. And so I had to find balance and my own understanding and my own connection and my own practices to honor both, the, 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 the father and the mother, the sun and the moon, the cosmos and the spiritual realm and all of those things. And so last year, For me, I feel like it was all about remembering the divine feminine. And the divine feminine is all about nurturing, self-love, creativity, complete trust, love, and things of those natures. Um, I found ecstatic dancing as a whole nother conversation. I started, you know, studying herbs. I started creating. Um, You may have one of the mala beads that I created like me and mother ayahuasca we created those together Um, mother ayahuasca introduced me to mama cacao two years ago and I've been working with cacao for a while and I've been calling mama cacao in the highest source and I finally found her and by working with her she has uh, given me instructions I have followed those instructions and it has been magical. And that is the sacred chocolate by the Healer's Nest. I mean, I learned so much. And here's one of the biggest things that I was learning. Like like I said at the beginning, you learn about the light, you learn about the darkness, and you learn about you or me. And I learned everything about me, man. Everything about me. And since that those first three sessions I have been I think I've had like mm, eight more sessions between February of 2020 up until now and it all has been about myself and really and and really because we're focusing on this womb space I'm really trying to heal my PMDD okay I'm just not out here drinking ayahuasca for the fuck of it. I am intentional with it. I have a purpose with it to heal myself and to learn how to navigate and share her with other women, you know, years down the line. And I learned everything about myself, man. And that is such a vast conversation. And I think it's best portrayed when you follow me on social media. What you get is what you see. I'm not afraid to say no. I'm no longer a people pleaser. Like, life is lonely 
because I am not saying yes to things that no longer serve me. (laughs) That shit just came to me and it feels so freaking amazing to say that. You know, I'm not, I feel alone, but I'm not alone. So I had to say, well, why do I feel alone? Well, you're lonely because you're not, you know, doing everything for everybody else and you're not doing this and you, you are, you are working on you. You are doing you. That's why you don't feel alone. So I'm like, note it. So I want to end on this note or on two more notes. I went to a farm and I got me a yurt and I acquired some medicine and one of the ways that you learn how to navigate is to hold space for yourself and to consume the medicine. Now, I am not saying for you to do that because I do not encourage you to do that at all. But I have confidence in myself. I know myself. I have, I mean, I've done seen the pits of hell. So how bad can it be? <laughs> and um, I'm not relying on my own understanding. I'm really listening to the plants and what they have in store for me, right? And I journeyed for four days. And that whole session really blew me open to things that I didn't even know that existed. And one of those things was my blind reaction to the Black Lives Matter movement. And it was painful going through that journey with this subject, but it was more painful being sober and having to integrate and learn and relearn and forgive uh, in real life, you know what I'm saying? Because now, since it's been brought to your attention, you can't ignore it anymore. And I realized that one, I am privileged and all the ways that, uh, tarnished my perception of the Black Lives Matter movement, as far as being a prior correctional officer, Uh, having an education in uh, law enforcement. My father, who beat the shit out of me every day, who happens to be black. The way that I was treated in high school by black people. The way I was treated by white people in high school. And the things that I had to do to get by in law enforcement so I wouldn't go to jail. Okay, how deep is that? And I just realized, oh my gosh, I am like these other people that say, oh, all lives matter. And I had, it, it was a really rough two months for me because I just had to ride the emotional scale. I was angry and I was sad and then I was awaken and then I was you know I had to go through the emotional scale to get to enlightenment where I can speak freely and responsibly and consciously responsibly so we can make a difference in this world and that's a whole nother concept that I want to explore and it's kind of like a public announcement but just know at the end of the day I believe in human rights for all all races, all colors, all ethnicities, all genders, especially to the people of color, because I know myself and I know I have witnessed inequality more for black people. And now it is just blatant in our face. And it pisses me off being prior law enforcement knowing the fucking law yourself as a law enforcement officer and knowing damn well that your knee shouldn't be there and your gun shouldn't be in your hand and this is what you need to be doing in order to protect your the community and yourself not yourself then the community which okay all right see gotta pull it back in so i'm very intentional and very boastful and the biggest thing that mother ayahuasca has helped me understand is compassion 
for the people that don't understand because they're not affected, which, okay, I'm going to get off that subject. Okay. Anyway, the next thing I want to talk about the next to the last thing is, um, I always wanted to paint. I always wanted to create and I always wanted to sing and I've always wanted to just be myself in the most truest, rawest, authentic form. And I don't even want, it's not that I only want that for myself, but I want that for everybody else because that's what the world needs right now. We don't need any more of this fake facade, privileged, non-trauma informed based bullshit like it's done and we are going into a new era where our victories are bringing people towards us to serve and when we serve it is with the highest intention because my intentions are pure I'm trying to take care of myself I'm trying to take care of my family and I'm trying to get the things that I need to get so I can take care of everybody else and have a little fun on the side because I'm worth that. I'm entitled to that. In fact, I'm commanded to do that. And I feel like this last year, thank God for the pandemic for me at least, which has been one of my best years, um, I had really did some shadow work digging and it's with the help of plant medicine there's no and ifs or buffs buts about that could I have done it without plant medicine absolutely but I'm a tough cookie to crack man and a busted can of biscuits at the same time (laughs) so now that you have my story and my perspective what we're going to be talking about on the next few episodes on the podcast the healer's nest i'm going to start bringing on some guests to help us consciously and to educate us about plant medicine oh i hope you didn't hear my stomach The reason why I am going to do that is because, one, we need to, uh, well, let me take that back. One, states are now decriminalizing cannabis and psychedelics. There's uh, Virginia just got their recreational uh, marijuana bill passed. Uh, New York, I believe, just passed the use of psychedelics. Denver's one of them. Oregon is a free-for-all. So what you want, what you need in Oregon. I'm just kidding, by the way. Maybe. And um, I think California, which California, they, they, I think they're in year 2025, to be honest with you. But anyway, these medicines are being reintroduced back into society. And now it is our responsibility as people that have been studying and consuming this medicine is to start sharing how to use these medicines in a conscious way okay what to look for when you are going to hold space how to do cannabis consciously because if you look if you here's two things we have to realize one Our medicine is finally coming back to our lineages. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you're black or white, Asian, Puerto Rican. We're all part of Mama Gaia and we're all part of this collective where Mama gives us medicine from the trees, from the roots, from the bark, from whatever to heal us and to assist us. And it's coming back to our lineages where we can start practicing ceremony now and in those ceremonies in those communities of ceremonies we are basically doulas and midwives and way showers back to your inner north star and so I feel called to start putting out the correct content and education and guidance because uh it needs to be said and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole of why it it speaks loud and clear for itself 
So I'm really excited about the upcoming guests that we have. Um, we have one, uh, her name is Faye. Uh, she's going to teach us about conscious cannabis. I'm going to be reaching out to, uh, I, they recently changed their name, but I know it as the Sabina Project. They are a black-owned space holders. They do uh, psilocybin and cambo. Um, I'm going to be inviting people on about um, ayahuasca, and I feel like um, I consider myself somewhat of an expert, so I may be weeding that conversation also. Um, and we're going to just be talking about all things plants and consciously, even the non-psychedelics, even herbalism and things of that nature. Oh, and by the way, this podcast is for educational purposes only the healer's nest and the host sarah elizabeth white does not prescribe or condone or promises curing of anything that is mentioned on this podcast or on social media outlets or the blog and what you choose to do with that information is your responsibility it has been such a pleasure it's been such a light talking to you, sharing my deepest, deepest thoughts. It took me three times to record this and this is, it's, this is it. This is it. I love you so much. Be sure to leave feedback on anchor.fm, the healer's nest. Let's talk about it on Instagram. Let's do some TikToks. Be sure to tag the healer's nest. I really want to hear your feedback because it's your feedback that helps me create and guides me to create content that truly serves. If you also love this podcast and if you are on your favorite uh, outlets, be sure to leave a five-star review. And if you feel called and inspired and empowered and more informed, you can buy The Healer's Nest a coffee. So you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash the healer's nest and of course you can support the healer's nest and yourself by investing in your healing journey with the healing bundles thank you so very much i love you thank you thank you thank you